Welcome to the Penguin Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tate. We have a great show for you this week. I'm hopping in my time-traveling airship and flying back in time to 2019 Magic Live when I sat down with actor, rock star, mentalist, and creator of Black Door, Ricardo Berdini. Nick LaCapo stops by the show via Discord to discuss the featured download of the week from Luis Carreron. Before all that, the Santa Monica Pier staple and all-around dapper street performer Frank DeVille joins me for Desert Island Magic Books. Frank DeVille, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast for Desert Island Magic Books. Let's say you wash up on a desert island with only one magic book, and it's made of Tyvek, so it's not going to fall apart in the wind and the rain and the sand. What is your Desert Island Magic Book? I think it's going to be Encyclopedia of Impromptu Magic. I, I like that as a, as a Desert Island Magic Book. Because why do you like this book so much? Because we've been hanging out all day, and this is like the third time you've mentioned that book. Well, you, you know, as far... As far as books go, you know, it's just got stuff with every kind of prop imaginable. So first off, if you're on a desert island, you're probably going to be able to learn tricks with leaves and twigs and, uh, and stones and, and any other thing. Uh, also, you know, I hate to say it, it's, you know, it's, it's one of the older books, you know, so it's not mm-hmm. really, really well written. Yeah. In the sense that there's a, you got to fill in a lot of gaps to figure out some of the things in there. And a lot of the things are really fun and zany, and you know sometimes mm. they don't read very well, and then you do them in the real world, and they're really good, and back and forth. And so, you know, there's so much to discover in that book because nothing really stands out, you yeah. know. So it's just like kind of a book where you can kind of pick up and look and go, "There's something." There's. I wonder if that really works. I wonder what that looks like. And it's got gags, and it's got tricks, and it's got bets, and it's you know, it's it, it's a it's a very complete book I you know I haven't read that book myself but it makes me want to read it because one of my one of my favorite things to do in magic is actually read older books that like you said are not written very well because I always I always find myself reading something incorrectly as I'm working it out and that becomes the impetus for a new slide or a new trick because I just totally misunderstood a book that was sort of poorly written to begin with <laughs> well you, you know and I, I think that's it, it's funny that way because uh I think there's we may be the last generation who learned from poorly written magic books. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like the next generation coming up is is they're going to be exposed to a, a higher quality teaching experience. Well, it's probably just going to be injected, right? Like some kind of computer <laughs> chip put into their brain. Oh, and, like totally Matrix style. You like you just like you load it up, and that's how you learn kung fu. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm of the generation that. W- I didn't, I'm, I'm probably part of the last generation that was sort of on the cusp where there were a lot of books when I was getting in, involved in it. Videos were definitely a thing, but it was VHS. And so yeah. there was the quality of the material in the VHS was, was very high because yeah. of the production value and downloads were just beginning to become a thing. I'm meeting a lot of magicians now who, who never learned on VHS and it's interesting. And I love directing them to books. Yeah because they, they will experience learning in a brand new way. Well, I, you know, it's, you know, I, I remember getting started. I, I grew up in D.C., and we had Al's Magic Shop, and, and uh, Al passed away in, a few weeks ago. And a, a lot of people who've been around for a while know Al and know him uh, as one, like, one of the greatest magic dealers ever and one of the funnest guys to, to watch uh, pitch. But he was also an unbelievably insane performer. 
like I, I, I never got to see him perform live, but I, they had a celebration uh, for one of his birthdays where they ran uh, old video footage on the, on the projector of him actually performing. And he is, I mean, it's just, it's hard to imagine, you know, what a great performer he was, but that's a whole other tangent. But so, you know, I'd go into this magic shop and I was just, uh, you know, I, I was a street performer and I, within six months of learning my first magic trick, I was busking mm-hmm. and I was awful, but I was going out there. I swear to God, hot rod, scotch yeah. and soda, uh, two card Monty, three card Monty with the flap. Yeah. Um, cause I just got this handful of tricks at this, uh, tourist magic shop in Canada and I did them for all my friends. And then I was bored and I was walking around in Old Town Alexandria and I saw people playing music or juggling or whatever. And I, thought, I wonder if I could make money doing magic. And, and I started going out and I sucked. Man, I was so bad. But, you know, even at my worst, I think my worst night, I think I made 20 or 30 bucks, which if you're a 16. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, in 1992, something like that. Uh, yeah, that, that's, a, that's more than I was going to make at McDonald's, you know. So did Al fix you up with this book? Um, well, what Al did was, so I'd go in there with, uh, Friday night I'd work, Saturday morning I'd get up, I'd take the metro into D.C. and go to the magic shop, and they were turning me on to, of course, Tarbell, uh, Royal Road, because, you know, I didn't start with those books, you know. Uh, but they were turning me on to all these really good classic books, uh, Royal Road, Tarbell, mm-hmm. Bobo, uh, let me see, uh, Self-Working Card Magic, all those Carl Falls books. And, you know, this was right when videos were starting to come out. So I'd get videos also. Uh, but the, but having, having experts there who could say, oh, yeah, this book, and you being dumb enough to not ask any questions. Yeah. You know what I mean? To not have all this preconceived ideas that you didn't need any knowledge to just have that empty cup and have people like that yeah uh to to fill and and the whole crew there was really wonderful uh of course but so you know so i got to you know those brick and mortar magic shops are disappearing and Mm -hmm. that's such an experience that i think uh, a lot of the internet learners are missing out on yeah i i highly recommend supporting your local brick and mortar magic shop and going in there and hanging out let's bring it back to the book real quick is, oh, yeah. is there any uh is there any trick in that that stands out that people should hunt down this book and look at well uh actually i think i talk about it in the in the lecture oh, yeah. that we just shot there's a, a really really cool vanishing knot oh yes that i believe is carol fox's yes yeah. it's, it's it's a friar and it's like yeah, it's a really, really good knot. Yeah, because you can look at it multiple times. It looks, uh, it's, you know, and you read these old books about vanishing knots and silks. Going, <laughs> what are you gonna, you're yeah, not going to irritate anybody with something like that. Like, that's from ridiculous. A it's from a different time. It is, but man, that, that, it looks really good. Then there's another trick with a Zippo where, well, it doesn't, I don't think it calls it a Zippo, but a windproof lighter where the, the flame, basically it's a, a the flame can just appear, oh, right, nice. without you lighting. And you can 
take it off. You know the gag where you have like yeah. a flick light and you pretend to pull it off and then yeah. you throw it and catch it? Well, you can actually do it with that lighter. Oh, that's amazing. Um, well, the Encyclopedia of Impromptu Magic is a fantastic book, especially for Desert Island. Frank, thanks so much for sharing that with us. Yeah, yeah. Happy to do it. Thanks to Frank for joining me on Desert Island Magic Books, which this week is brought to you by Shazam, the podcast that wants to make itself obsolete. Their February 15th episode features Jennifer Wren and Beth Hickey, respected experts in the wine and beverage industry, discussing sexism in their field. It's well worth the listen. Go check Shazam out. We love everything Kayla is doing over there. On to the main event. Ricardo Berdini is an actor, mentalist, and performer, and so much more. He's the creator of Black Door, one of the best switching envelopes on the market. We met at Magic Live in 2019, where we became fast friends, and now you get to join our conversation. Ricardo Berdini, thanks for sitting down with me on the Penguin Magic Podcast uh, here at Magic Live, which is really cool because we just launched Black Door with you. Yeah, my friend. I'm very glad to be here. Ciao, Eric. And yeah, yeah. Black Door was a huge success. I, everyone was talking about it. And like, not I'm, I'm not saying that just because I'm a Penguin guy, but I had people walking up to me going, are you guys getting more Black Door? And it totally sold out. Yeah, I'm very happy. Well, you know, I developed Black Door for myself because I needed as a gimmick Mm -hmm. to improve my magic and to achieve what I had in my mind. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of tricks out there. And Black Door is not a trick. It's a utility device. Mm -hmm. And I think that helps magic a lot because whether you are, no matter if you are an amateur magician or a pro, I think it's good for magic to have people developing their magic. Mm -hmm. But we need tools. The more tools we have, the better it is. I believe the black door is really, not because I did it, mm-hmm. but because I wanted this tool to be in my hands, to be able to create whatever I want. So I, I think it's one of the best tool out there, for especially for mentalism, but it works also very good for magic. It's a great force device. It's, uh, yeah, it's, so it's, it, you've actually, Penguin customers have seen it without even realizing they see it because Nick Lacapo used it in the Omen yeah, trailer. In the Omen yeah, trailer. Because we were sitting around going, Hey, how do we how do we do this part of Omen? And it, and we had Black Door sitting there and we we're like, Yeah, we'll use this. It's yeah. a, I mean it's a switching device, a forcing device. It's uh, everything. It's it's so good. What and I mean, it's the best device of its kind. I don't want to say exactly what it is until people buy it because I don't want to give it away. But yeah, even if I think even watching the trailer it's pretty should be pretty obvious what it is. Maybe yeah. you don't understand how it works, which yeah. is good. But it's but it's you I can th- put it in the spectator's hand and yeah. have total confidence in total it. Total confidence. It's they amazing. can use it. It's 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 yeah, they can it's it's good because it's a hands up switching device, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. I mean Yeah, and that's and that to me is there's a great thing in the trailer for first uh, can we talk about the trailer for just a second yeah, because yeah, it's one of tra- it's, <laughs> that's what you told me the first time we met it's amazing <laughs> so if for you listening to this if you don't know who ricardo is he's not just a great magician and mentalist he's also uh basically an action movie star with the action movie <laughs> not a star i'm yeah. an action movie actor yeah, i will be a star one day in action movies not not yet the voiceover is so good for that yeah, because, thank you man because very often we have people in the studio and you know we go through it and they're all great pitches but yours is like professionally done hey, hey eric are you sure you want to deal with me <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so tell me a little bit about your mentalism and what your show is, because I've only met you for the first time here at Magic Live, and I only know you through Black Door, but tell me about some of your other work that you're doing. Well, I do, well, I live in Los Angeles in Hollywood, and I, I work a lot as a magician and as a mentalist. I don't see a huge, 
I mean, I'm a mentalist because all the magic that I do is mental magic. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I would like to define myself as a mentalist because then people tend to believe that what you do is real. Mm -hmm. I don't think this is fair. Mm -hmm. I still like to tell them, yes, I'm a mentalist, but it's entertainer. I do not like people who take advantage of... Um, the secrets that we know as magicians and mentalists, mm -hmm. you know, because still we are not, sometimes we, mm -hmm. we get into the trick to think, oh, we really do that. No, do not fall in that trick. We mm -hmm. are a human being, we are entertainer, we give people happiness, great moments, we show them the beauty of life, mm -hmm. we show them possibilities that they don't even can imagine, but we're still entertainer. We're, we're not psychic, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so uh, I'm a mentalist, but I do mental magic. That's, in that's an interesting distinction, mental magic, because that probably opens your show up to have other things that are not really sort of what we would think of as classic mentalism. But if you go, no. oh, this is a great trick, I'm going to do it. No, I don't do that. I do that oh, no. in walk around. When okay. I do walk around performance, yeah, because I love car tricks, I love mm -hmm. coins, rings. Mm -hmm. But when I do my show, I want people to believe for an hour that everything they see is real mm -hmm. in that hour. Mm -hmm. And then I remind them, this is entertainment. It's like watching a movie. Yeah. When you watch a movie, you want to see something that you are totally captured and you're involved emotionally and with reading, with the pace and everything. But at the end, you know it was just a movie. You don't believe that Frodo Baggins mm -hmm. really, you know, was carrying the, the ring to, Whoa. even if I did. Well, are you telling me that Lord of the Rings is not a documentary? Sorry to interrupt, but this week, the main event is brought to you by Luis Carreron's Mind Reader's Triumph. Nick Lacapo joined me via Discord to discuss this clever twist on an old classic. Nick, I don't know about you, but one of my favorite things to do whenever I go to Chicago is hang out with Luis Carreron at the Chicago Magic Lounge, and today we're talking about his really cool trick, Mind Reader's Triumph. I love this effect. Yeah, I love Luis. Uh, he's got a great lecture on Penguin as well. He's got and, two great lectures on oh, Penguin. Th does he have two? Oh, he yeah. does. Oh, Yeah, man. we put one out with him last the time, year. Where is the time going, man? I am losing my mind. Anyway, yeah, yeah I got to go back out to Chicago and hang out with those guys. In fact, I don't know, spoiler alert, but we got a lot of the Chicago guys coming up pretty soon on Penguin Live. Oh, it's, yeah, it's super exciting. But yeah. Mind Reader's Triumph is neat. This is, this is a cool triumph that Luis is like throwing like a mentalism spin on, but also he's got like a kind of interesting mixing procedure where the cards are mixed face up and face down before the spectator's card is returned to the deck. So it really, there's an extra level of deceptiveness about this. This is one of those things that I'm like, why, why, why have I never, why didn't I think of this? You know what I mean? It almost makes too much sense when you see it in structure. If you don't know the triumph, the classic trick by Di Vernon, uh, basically spectator picks a card, then you, it goes back into the deck and you shuffle the deck face up and a face down also. It's all mixed up. And then uh, you do a little bit of magic. The deck corrects itself, so all the cards are now facing the same direction, except for one, and it is the spectator's card. So what you're going to learn on this download is you're going to learn, essentially, a very classic version of Triumph. However, uh, if you are a, you know somebody that collects Triumph methods out there, you're going to learn the way Luis handles it, which uh, there's some things in here that I had never seen before. So I'm assuming that a lot of the, the techniques he's using are his own. Uh, but... There's a real structural like left turn in this triumph where it it becomes a mind reading trick before you ever reveal the spectator's card. So after the selection procedure and after all the shuffle, you actually reveal what card the spectator's thinking of verbally, right? You have a nice mentalism part of the routine, and then you go on with the extra kicker ending where it becomes the only card face up in the entire deck. So I love the structure and thinking behind this. Yeah, and this is like classic Luis Carreron with his just like taking tricks and then 
working them into something that is brand new, and then also working them to death at the Chicago Magic Lounge so that every ounce of goodness has been pushed into this thing. It's it's so good. It's so well thought out. It's so worked on that you're really getting a complete routine here from a guy who does, I mean, like hundreds of shows a week, basically, at the, yeah. at the lounge. And it's uh, it's, it's we, so good. We all know he can do the hard stuff, uh, and this is not one of those. Uh, yeah. I, I, the the actual structure of the shuffling procedure also helps you control and ultimately know what the card is that was selected. So it's you know it's not like a self working trick by any means, but the the way that the trick works and the procedure in the trick makes it super easy for anybody to do. Mind Reader's Triumph by Luis Carreron. Check it out. That was Mind Reader's Triumph by Luis Carreron, available at PenguinMagic.com. As a special thanks to listening to the show, if you enter the code PENGUINPOD at checkout, you'll get 25% off this unique handling of the Triumph effect. That's PENGUINPOD, P-E-N-G-U-I-N-P-O-D, all one word, at checkout. That code is good until the next episode of this show airs, and only good for Mind Reader's Triumph. Now, back to my conversation with Ricardo Berdini. The Ring Tool, even if I did. Well, are you telling me that Lord of the Rings is not a documentary? Damn, I thought that for so much time, but that I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I realized that when I was an adult. Oh, oh, well, maybe it was just a movie. And that, But that's yeah. experience I want to give the audience. So yeah. when I do my mentalism show, mm-hmm. which is different from the walk around, mm-hmm. I do a lot, again, walk around, I do magic in stage mm-hmm. show, whatever it is, which I got a lot of different stage shows, but it's mentalism, pure mentalism, mm-hmm. and it's mentalism that is believable. Like, I love to do a prediction and to make the people think that I influence their mind, even if it's not true, but they love the idea. Mm-hmm. And it's true, our mind is really easily influenced oh. in many ways. Not yeah. in the way that we perform as a magician, but it is. Through subliminal messages, to society. I mean, if we analyze that seek in the mental mind, it's crazy how we live in a world that we define. I mean, we live in a world that we basically creating our mind because because everything we live mm-hmm. and we receive from the society is influencing what we think of the world. It's mm-hmm. it's tricky. It's only I'm a little bit heady. Mm-hmm. Um, no, let's not talk about that now. No, it's, I mean, those are those are all very good points. Yeah. And getting we could talk pe- for hours. Yeah, getting people into like a, a state where they believe that it's real and then ripping that exactly. rug back out from under them. And That's being, what I want. Nope, this is all fake. That's it's, what it's I want. Such a whipsaw, but it's very effective uh, on an audience. It is, and I have to be honest. I have I start. To, be, to do magic three years and a half ago I was before a musical theater performer mm-hmm. then I dropped musical theater I had a very successful career nearly. I was awarded two times as best musical performer I did really yeah I did role like Jean Valjean and Lemise mm-hmm. Danny Zuko and Grease and, and other things mm-hmm. Uh, but then I wanted to be in movies. My dream was always doing movies, so I moved to LA. And while I was moving to LA, I became also a stuntman because it was oh, related. That's excellent, yeah. With my and, and I'm very athletic. I love to. I'm very ex- oh, overexcited, you've so been I need to running you know. around the entire convention. And I don't think anyone can keep up with you. <laughs> so yeah. it, I became a stuntman and a magician mm-hmm. in the period of transaction from musical theater to to Hollywood. Oh, so you didn't get involved in magic until you came to the states three years ago. Really? Yeah, I started. Oh. It became an obsession. I it became an addiction. Mm-hmm. I didn't work on my acting career as much as I should have done mm-hmm. because magic was taken the whole time. I, I was not stopping learning magic, mm-hmm. and I've learned. I think eighty percent of the magic I know uh, through Penguin Live lectures. Really? Yes. That Penguin is, is like it's really wild to meet someone who's only like because most of the people I interview are people who've been you know around for a long time but it's really cool to meet someone who like started as a penguin customer yeah that's crazy I know but you guys the lecturers 
are the best. Again, I'm not a fan of all the tricks that yeah. has been released in the world and, of mm-hmm. course, in all the websites. And how could you? I mean, there's so much stuff being released right and now. And so much bad stuff also yeah. being released, you know. Mm-hmm. But even with trailer, everything looks mm-hmm. great and then it's not and we have disappointed. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm sure that customers and everyone is not going to be disappointed by mm-hmm. Black Door because, again, I want something that is practical, that is a utility device mm-hmm. that we can use in a great way without being afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm sure that they'd be happy with that. It's, I think that's kind of an you have a very inspiring story for a lot of penguin customers because you went from just being a customer to now being a penguin creator oh, yeah. and artist you know in in a very short period of time too yeah you're right you know and obviously you've worked very hard to to learn the principles that yes, allowed you to develop something like i did Door. i did i was like as i told you i was obsessed yeah i couldn't stop and uh, but it paid off because now i'm working i think i'm one of the most working magician in los angeles oh really I got a gig every day, which is crazy. That's fantastic. And until and Magic Live changed my life because yeah. last year I came to Magic Live mm-hmm. and I found this community of magician, no competition. Like there's a lot of competition in mm-hmm. acting and musical theater. Like mm-hmm. people is very, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to say there are a lot of good people, but there are also a lot of people that is frustrated that they are not famous. That they're not magician. Don't care of being famous. You just mm-hmm. are. You just want to work. Mm-hmm. And be happy and, per- and performing magic to us makes us happy. And I appreciate that a lot. And helping each other, sharing ideas. Yeah. It's okay. There are a couple of idiots in this world too, but idiots are everywhere. So who cares? But one of the great things about this convention and a lot of conventions is that you can meet some of your heroes. I mean, so we go downstairs yes. and hang out in the bar every night. Crazy. Dan White just walks up and started a conversation with me. Uh, you know, I, we, we met Peter Turner earlier this Crazy. week. I sat with Andrew Goldenhurst for yeah. until six in the morning last night, and yeah. it's it's all you know. A lot of the people that we look up to. Well, you go, didn't oh. you didn't know Andrew? Oh no, I've known Andrew for okay. for quite some time. But, he's quite a man. But there were other what people who were just walking up. Oh, he's amazing. And what a mind! Incredible. He never yeah. stopped talking talking mm-hmm. about music, about magic, about yeah. you know. It's it's inspiring. Yeah. Meeting these people is inspiring. And what I like about magic, I met a guy in uh, in in LA now that he's gonna be probably a part of my management because he likes me and he's a good guy and I like good people. And he told me I'm impressed how and he worked with Luke Germain in London, so yeah. he knows how to handle magician already. Mm-hmm. And he told me I think you guys have a different way of thinking because mm-hmm. you never stop thinking. You create constantly. You are there's a spark in your eyes and in the way that you do that it's insane no one is like this in the world maybe director mm-hmm. and that's why I'm also director so mm-hmm. I'm pursuing my career now magic and directing I'm developing two TV shows and my first feature in Hollywood you know still working on what was my original dream before magic ruined everything <laughs> you know you know there's only 24 hours in a day right how do you get all this time <laughs> it's a big problem well I'm single since five years oh okay because yeah. you can't give yeah. you don't have a relationship your, your relationship is with magic you need to give to your partner mm-hmm. time you know and I don't have it yeah. I don't I committed to my career uh, which is questionable someone mm-hmm. can say mm-hmm. I like it I don't mm-hmm. I like it because it makes me happy mm-hmm. now and then one day I hope I have a family but right now honestly it's not you're, you're working very hard and yeah. is your success is very evident and congratulations you. You, on right. all the buzz around Black Door and we're looking forward to seeing other releases with you because this has got to be just the tip of the iceberg with I you. just had a lunch with Sean Dunn and we were talking about a couple of things and uh, and I talked Sean listen I want to release yeah. other stuff with you yeah. but every release has to be very 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 good because I want to give and every release mm-hmm. is going to be a tool yeah. I'm not going to put it out trick 
Oh, I you, want, okay. I want people to create their own tricks, to develop their own uh, stuff. I mm-hmm. give you method, I give you tools, and then let's let's use our creativity. Mind is beautiful. Let's be inspired by songs, by movies, by other magicians, by philosophers, by books. But that that's the beauty, you know. Everyone should. One thing about a magical life, and uh, that I like, and I like about. And that's why I like being a director. Mm-hmm. It's spreading your vision through the world. We are all living this world with our own perspective because we are humans trapped in this body, living this life. It's the greatest gift we have. Mm-hmm. We have to learn from each other. And the way to learn through each other is talking, getting to know each other, connecting with each other, getting to the point of view of someone else. And arts do that in the best way. Because as an artist, I can spread my vision of life and my experience as a human being through others and make you and having you being a participate of my experience and that's what magic should be it's it should what, not yeah. just be sorry a trick yeah it should be i give you a part of me and my experience and my life it's one of the best ways to communicate with people i think i, I think so i yeah. totally agree with you well, ricardo thanks for sitting down with us at the penguin magic podcast well, thank you buddy give me a high five yes and looking forward to all of the great new releases that you have coming up thank you guys that's going to do it for this week, kids. Thanks so much to Ricardo for the conversation, and thanks to you for listening. Next week on the show, I am airing a conversation I had with the Canadian performance pickpocket extraordinaire who's been featured on Modern Rogue, James Harrison. If you've ever wanted to talk to someone adept at making your pockets a little lighter while lifting your spirits a little higher, you're not going to want to miss this conversation. As always, we're a weekly podcast, so be sure to like and subscribe as well as share your favorite episode on the social media platform that you have also been sharing your fondest memories of Ships of the Northern Fleet. If If you wanted to reach out to me about anything on this week's show, be sure to hoist the cryogenic bullion masks and light the spherical crypto boilers so that she's all buttoned up and ready to fly, Cap. But if Ships of the Northern Fleet is not ringing any bells, you can always hit me up on Instagram at Eric Tate. That's at E-R-I-K-T-A-I-T. From me, my dog Rocco, and everyone else here at the P3 Magic Studios, practice, practice, wear a mask. (laughs) 